Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming to you live 6 p.m. December 9, 2018. Fun Sunday. Now, now a lot of you don't, well, I can't say. Some of the listeners do, some don't. But if you follow me on social media, you would probably seen on Snapchat, Sunday morning, was a headache, to say the least. I had a long night and woke up bright and early to get ready for fantasy football, my coffee, cronuts, not donuts, um, and woke up to a very hard ache in my head, and which led to my vehicle having a dead battery. Now, it wouldn't be considered stranded that I am in the whole surrounding of my own confines here at home. But bright and early in the morning, a lot of my friends weren't awake for a little while. Looked at the brighter side of things. Got my vehicle situation, situation excuse me, taken, uh, taken care of within the first hour. Told Willa last night, this is a rough one, you know. But I'm a optimistic kind of person. I'm not going to let one thing ruin the outcome of my day. Went out after uh, the recovery. You could call 500 milligram taking care of me four hours later. Got to the gym. Went to the bar and seen some good friends for some drinks, things like that, and I'm back to normal. As you can tell, the last time I talked to you, my voice was damn near gone, Had it was uh, coming off of a cold, which nobody asked how I was doing, by the way, and Janelle, last show, when I said, hey, how's it going, Janelle? Welcome to the Outsiders Box Podcast. Uh, how's everything going? Hey, what's up, Willa? Not only am I the host of the Sunday show, I, R.C., Roy Surreal, big real moment right now, am the 2015 Podcast Rookie of the Year from OTG, in which I won single-handedly, heavy-handedly. And Janelle, you my man, and I'm not mad at you. I forgave you right away, matter of fact. But I will be acknowledged, hopefully. 
<laughs> but let's cut the shit. Um, I'm sitting back, enjoying my bye week in the first round of the playoffs. Enjoyed football today. My Niners won. Um, not saying much, but it wins a win. And uh, I'm kicking back with my feet up, enjoying the fruits of my labor while some are fighting for their playoff lives right now. Hopefully you didn't go against Amari Cooper today. Um, or Derrick Henry, for that matter, putting up 47 points on Thursday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And big ups to those who benched Derrick Henry. <laughs> but other than my morning, folks, I want to keep this shit short and sweet. I woke up feeling terrible, but manifested my day turning into a good day. And in order to make my day better than I've turned it into, how about we take it to my host, co-host, who runs the Wednesday show, midweek show, gets everything hyped up, and I don't know what happened to him this Wednesday, but I know we were supposed to have a show, but hey, things happen. Um, so we're going to kind of bunch it all into one, but before the whole boxing talk goes, take it to my co-host from the southern portion of these United States in Houston, Texas, and see how my man D. Willis Wilson's going. And uh, Willa, you told me earlier today that it was your mother's birthday, and for myself and all the love from the San Joaquin Valley in, the, in Central California, we want to give a big birthday shout-out to Mama Willa. Much love coming around this way. How's everything going with you in uh, the later part of the evening out there in Houston, Texas? Oh, man. RC, what's the deal, man? Um, great Sunday. Uh, like you said, my mom's birthday. Appreciate the love. Uh, just been chilling, doing stuff with her. You know, watch The Grinch. Um, it was pretty whack. Um, watch the Texans lose. That was pretty whack. Been watching goddamn Rockets fall off a cliff. That's pretty whack. Got real cold, rainy this weekend. That was pretty whack. But Lomo didn't look quite the same. And that, and that right there was a highlight, something that turned the whole weekend around and made it much brighter, much brighter. So I'm, I'm ready to talk boxing, man. Um, did a lot of traveling last week. I was flying here, driving here, so I'm, I got a, a passed out on uh, whenever that we we're supposed to have it, like Wednesday or Thursday, man. Passed oh, out. I, I hope you're feeling. I hope you're feeling better. By the way, just just want to say that. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. I'm feeling much better. I really wasn't this weekend. I was supposed to. My birthday is on Tuesday, so I was supposed to go out. I really wasn't. I wasn't. I did so much traveling, moving around that. Boys wanted to go out, you know, usually we're at the strip club around this time, but I just chilled at the crib, dog. I was tired, man, so, you know. But I got to see some good fighting. Uh, ESPN put on some good fights uh, this week. Hold on, uh, wait, hold weekend. on, wait. Tire scrape, tire scrape, hold up. It was your birthday this Tuesday? No, it will be my birthday Tuesday. 
Oh, okay, okay. All right, just making sure because I know you're not on the Facebook and stuff, and that's honestly the only way I know people's birthdays. But I'm going to take notes yeah. of that real quick. I'm putting that in my notes so I won't forget about you. My bad for interrupting, but I thought that you said your birthday was this last Tuesday. So my bad. I'm good. Yeah, no, Continue, it's all good. So, yeah, ESPN put on some good fights. Uh, HBO, I think they had some fights on. I'm not really sure. I think it was uh, the main event might have been women. And – you know, even though we've been pushing a lot of things, your main event's going to be women. It's got to be women we've heard of, even though they say this woman is supposed to be, like, the best women's boxer, like, of all times or something like that, I think they were saying. Um, so, but I don't even know. Who knows? HBO's done, but, yeah, man, good, a lot of good boxing we can talk about. Yeah, I don't – know about uh, the best woman boxer of all time. I thought that was when McKill and Mary coming up December 14th, but we'll figure it out. Hey, um, we did have a lot of boxing, though. ESPN put on a pretty damn good show. Uh, I was I was uh, excited from the jump. Um, I, you know, I'm glad that we were watching it off of the fire stick at my boy's house. On the fire stick, it had the uh, around ring view um, of the fight, which had the fight in two different camera angles on the top portion of the screen. And on the bottom, they had, uh, on the bottom left was the locker room of uh, Pedraza, and on the bottom right was the locker room of Lomachenko, and the middle was some of ringside shit. That's the way I've seen it with the commentary, being with Andre Ward, Screaming A. Smith, and uh, was the, the last one, Matt. Ooh, interception, Bears. That's my defense. Um so the commentary was pretty pretty bad. Um, when I seen Stephen A. Smith, I really didn't want to hear him. So we switched over to the full screen, which on the Fire Stick had it in the ESPN Deportes type of viewing. So the the, the Spanish commentary was not only more entertaining for me, but it was um, it was it was also a ear pain of a relief to not hear Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, Andre Ward's cool, uh, but, you know. Oh, Tim Bradley was the other fucking guy. That's what it was. Because I remember uh, him having some house guy moments um, this week. We yeah, that was Tim Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Stephen A. Smith yeah. and Ward, they only did the uh, – they just went – they went to them every now and then. They weren't doing – you didn't have to listen to the Stephen A. Smith that much. Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, the Bradley was uh, – you know, he, I don't know. We know about him sometimes, though. But, uh, you know, it was a good, a pretty good card, though. We, we want to start off on the top because it's what everybody's talking about was the performance by Lomachenko. Um, well, uh, I don't always do this, but I did do it yesterday. Um, I went a, a complete round-by-round round tweeting live of the fight and what I thought out of each round and everything and everything. And I know we had a difference in agreement of how we seen the fight. You had it close. I didn't. Uh, Seattle Syme had it close. He called me and wanted to act like a college professor talking about this is how boxing works. And I'm going to teach you about boxing. Bye. I don't need to hear that shit, bro. I'm looking at this a whole nother way. And I can see subjectively how someone would have the fight close, such as yourself, such as uh, uh, Syme, such as Andre Ward. They gave a little bit more rounds than uh, than I did, that's for sure, uh, the fight. 
And I'm not a Lomachenko fan. I don't. I'm not on the train. But I call it how I see it. And obviously, being a Puerto Rican American, I wanted Pedraza to have success. And going through that fight, you have to understand this. Did when you people see my scorecards? I did. You might be. You I might did. be turning into the Puerto Rican Janelle. No, 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 no. Well, uh, let me be real with you, man. Because once I've seen Pedraza get, I gotta look into, I gotta look into the soul of that man. And I knew that he better pack his lunch yesterday. And he couldn't be stationary off the back, but he had to do certain things to make it work. But I just didn't think he could get it done. Uh, we didn't have a preview show, but um, I did put out there that I had uh, Lomachenko via decision with a sad face emoji. And to keep it real, man, um, the the reason why I can see somebody having a, subject, a subjective scorecard giving him some more rounds, but you got to look at it like this, bro. I went into the fight and I scored the fight and looked at the fight with the mindset of Pedraza's the B-side coming into each round or coming into the fight down 7-0 already. Not saying 7-0 like seven rounds to none. I'm using a football analogy of it. You're down by the time you go out of the house if you're Jose Pedraza going into a fight with Lomachenko. He had success early in rounds that he definitely, or early in uh, uh, the early portion of the rounds for the fight, Lomachenko would do something with, uh, you know, 130, something like that, or in the later portion of the rounds, and somewhat even it up, might be even going to Pedraza, who seemed like the stronger puncher to me last night. But um, you got to realize that when you're the B-side, you're going against, you know, allegedly pound-for-pound number one, and Vasil, no Moschenko, Lomachenko, you know, everybody's favorite fighter. The corruption in boxing doesn't go anywhere. It never does. And especially when you're the B-side, going against a guy who's, you know, great white hope pretty much. You uh, you got to do more than win a round to win a round, if you know what I mean. So um, I had a clear cut. I mean, adding that factor into each round I scored, If Pedraza never got knocked out and take away the knockdown, if he just finished that fight, letting the clock strike zero, I would have had it 10 rounds to two for Lomachenko. And when he let his hands go, he really connected. But do we, look, there's one thing about that, though. I'm not going to say this shit like Lomachenko, you know, did so great because he was lumped up. <clears throat> Excuse me. But. At the same time, Willa, let me ask you, how many times did Lomachenko land a money shot of a punch and really turn Pedraza's head, connecting on the chin? Hard punches, even follow-ups at times. But Pedraza was still there. He didn't get noodle legs until the later portion of the fight. I'm looking at it with no dog in the fight, and Lomachenko is connecting like that. He ain't got no pop. He ain't got no pop. Now, it's not terrible. You know, he's not fucking Willie Monroe Jr. Or Polly Malinaji. It's not that bad. Or Tyson Fury. Just like that. 
What kind of pop does he really got, man? Because I gave him that clear cut win. Like I said, if no knockdowns happened and it went twelve, uh, it went twelve out of ten too. Given the fact that you know, if if I took the corruption factor out of the scoring, yeah, you know, I might have gave Pedraza a round or two more. But um, adding that in, great win for Lomachenko. He got highlight reel material from the end. But if I'm guys like Tank Davis or even the young Teofimo Lopez, I'm not worried about that little guy. I'm not worried about that little guy. He don't got no pop to me. But it's not terrible. But it's not what everybody says. Willa, now I might – I, I hope that I could have made a little more sense to you than what we were talking about via text message yesterday because I know you probably didn't I, – I didn't get to explain to you how I kind of scored it and why I scored it the way I did. But – I mean, you see where I'm coming from. You know how the game goes. I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, but I, I can't, I can't really judge it like that. I really don't judge on the, uh, you know, the the factor that you're talking about. But you know, with 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 that in mind, you know what you're saying. It totally, I can understand that, you know. But as far as just straight up, you know, I had it tied going into the the eleventh round. And then, you know, Pedraza knocked him down twice and won the twelfth round. So he went up. Was that's four points, right? So you know, it wasn't really. It was close until the end when he knocked him down twice and then won the last round. And it, then it wasn't close. Um, the the commentary, you know, you're you're probably very lucky that you listened to the Spanish commentary because oh man, oh man, it was ridiculous, man. Was it that bad? You know, yeah, it was very bad. And it was, you know, it, it was just they were the only person that would say anything about Pedraza was um, was was Brad, uh, was uh, Timothy Bradley. That was it. Um, everybody else act like he wasn't even fighting. You know, they would show highlights. Every highlight would be like a one punch of Lomachenko's, a single punch. You know, and that's what that was the highlight for the five rounds. They would catch the one wow. time that 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 Lomachenko hit him, oh, flush, and they would show that like, oh, uh, you know, it was a close fight. Um, Lomachenko, he's too small for these uh, little dudes. Um, unlike the fight before, it was similar to the fight before, except uh, Lomachenko is just a little better. It was um, than a uh, dog bowl, but. You know, you find these bigger guys. They, this, this guy uh, Pedraza, who who really isn't even that good, you know, taking them to the to the depths, you know, making them go hard. Cause that I think that he that ninth round Pedraza sort of uh, gave him that work. Or was no the tenth round, the tenth round Pedraza sort of you know beat him up. I, I mean, I wouldn't say beat him up because Pedraza don't have no pop either. But you know he put he was you know he was putting some uh, putting some uh, work in on Lomachenko in that tenth round. Lomachenko you know sucked it up, showed that he is a true you know true champion at heart. Sucked it up and, and put it on that eleventh round, and then you know finished him up that twelfth round. So nobody Lomachenko doesn't want to see these bigger, stronger, faster you know guys out here at. Uh, with at one thirty five. So you know, so we'll see. I give him we're gonna grade it, which we always do. Uh, I give Lomachenko a, a a B plus, A minus. 
you know, he put in some, I give him a B plus, you know, he put in some good work. He's coming off the surgery. I give him a little bit of leeway on that. He was fighting a smaller guy. Um, I mean, not a smaller guy. He was fighting a way uh, taller guy. And so he did all right. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, horrible, but when you were the best fighter in the game, supposedly, you know, 88, 89, they should, yeah, they shouldn't be acceptable. And that's what I give them. I'm giving them like an 88, you know, pretty good grade. You can live with that. Not Nothing to be ashamed of, but when you're a four point over, you know, you know, that's really not what what it takes. And and we'll see, man. You know, he's looking he's I think a lot of guys looking looking a little hungry after seeing that fight. Oh, definitely. If I'm if I'm Tank Davis, I might be you know, I might not want to text Floyd or call him, but I'll be hey man, if we can make it happen, you know, let's just figure it out. But um I mean that's just how I'm looking at it, bro. I I I I, I give him a passing grade, obviously, but the fact that he couldn't really he couldn't get him out of there quicker, he landed some great money shots that didn't knock the lights out or even buzz my man. Well, yeah, because he got power. knocked down Pretty by a body fight. shot, right? Um, I. I don't think it was a body shot from what I remember of the okay. fight. I mean, he got him down in the 11th and then put him back down again in the 12th, and that's when he finished it after he got up from that. Um, no, 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 I mean, no. But he got him out. He got him out two times in the. He, he dropped him two times in the 11th. And I thought they were body shots, okay. but I could be wrong. But I think they hey, were. Well, was, uh, hey, I was watching it. I told you where I was yesterday, as far as you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> the recollection, recollection of it all might be a little, a little <laughs> close, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I, that's, that's between you and me. And uh, we ain't got to talk about that. Matter of fact, let's take it to New York. Cause my man Janelle's on the line. And I think that this would be a really nice way to make a segue into the next one. Janelle, I put you in the beginning of the show because last week my feelings was hurt. I was sick and I was introducing you saying, hi, how you doing? And you told Willa, what's up? And kind of walk right past me, but it's all good. Though. I forgave you right away, like I said. Um, but Willa, actually, I'm not in New York. I don't know if you see. I'm this. in Ireland right Hold now. On, Janelle. I don't know if you know this, Willa, but Janelle was hanging out with our enemy, Irish Patty Cronin. Not our enemy; he's our boy. But you know, when it comes to podcasting and you know, show to show, we, we crack that ass. You and your you and your man's from Austria, Nino Celic, and and you know, Patty and Nino and. Um, the 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 insomnia cure that they have as a duo. I seen Janelle sent me a picture this week hanging out with Irish Patty Cronin. So I said let's go to New York, but we're not going to New York. We're actually going to Dublin, Ireland. Janelle, what's up, man? Yep. How are you doing out there? Tell us a little bit about your your uh, your your visiting of Dublin and how it was to see OTG OG the international player Irish Patty Cronin out there in the Greenland. Oh, it's actually good, actually, you know. I'm enjoying the rich tradition. Uh, right now, it's actually 2.24 in the morning. Um, I just got back in my hotel room. Uh, it's actually pretty good, man. It's a lot of rich tradition out here, a lot of rich history, and I just love it. I just I just love experiencing things like that, you know. I met up with Patty, you know what I mean, uh, doing good things, you know what I mean. 
I want a medal you get, today. Get anything? Uh, yeah, you have a couple pints with them or something? No, not on my time. I was still cutting weight for my tournament the next day, so I was still cutting weight, so I couldn't really. You know, I mean, but today I went out today and uh, I actually just got back in my hotel room. So I'm a little. Uh, I don't drink too often, but I'm a little tipsy right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. It's a two thirty in the morning over there. I, I forgot the oh, time difference. Oh, these people out here, man, when they drink, I, and when they drink out here, they fucking drink their asses off. When I was in these bars, these women out here are fucking crazy. And it's just like, it's like I just heard about how uh, drinking and driving was just, uh, it was just, it was just uh, condemned as illegal. And I was uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. And that's fucking strange, man. <laughs> you know, people are drinking, driving wow. all these damn decades out here. Yeah, yeah. And there's wow, they're like, it's 2018. Maybe we should, like, give citations for people driving drunk. <laughs> yo, y'all heard some shit about how people get... And even still, you got to be careful across the street, because they will literally run your ass over with no problem. They will run you over with no problem out here. <laughs> this shit is crazy. But, crazy. I like him. I like the history. Yeah, but um, well, as far as the uh, fight... Uh, 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 I'm sure you've seen the fight, though, that happened yesterday. I don't know if you talked to Patty nah, or whatever about it, but... I was trying hard you... to catch him, but, uh... Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it. I probably should have texted Patty about it on how to watch it. Because I tried to watch it on the ESPN app, and they were saying, being I'm outside the country, and then I was going... I was trying to change the country I'm in, and I was going to uh, UK or whatever or whatever, but I mean, even that wasn't supported by it, so I don't know how to... Um, I don't know how you watch it here. And I couldn't find ESPN on the TV here, so... I had to miss the fight. I just saw clips of the fights earlier today on Facebook, people that put them on there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. But for sure. I mean, I mean, you've I seen mean, the outcome, obviously. I don't know why you think about, uh, about messaging Patty, but I probably should have messaged Patty, but that just crossed my mind now. I really should have messaged him on how to watch it, something I wasn't even thinking about. Oh, yeah, for Damn. sure. He's probably watching highlights right now with, uh, what, what was that, Willa, the olive oil or something like that? You know, Patty's old um, call I mean, in the basement that he has. <laughs> I mean, what I was hearing from Simon, I heard Lomo was getting touched up or something. I mean, the way he was going, he was like, oh, Lomo was getting touched up, something serious. I don't know. I can't. You know, sometimes Simon, he act like he don't like Lomachenko, so I don't know if he was over-exaggerating or whatnot, but uh, he said Lomo was getting touched. No, nah, he was black. He was he was black-eyed. He had two black eyes. He was getting touched. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. He was definitely getting oh, touched. Simon wasn't exaggerating. Oh, damn. I mean, yeah. Damn. He pro- Simon had it a little... I think Sam might have had he had he had it a little he had um going into the tent I think he had Pedraza up so Sam had it a little like, better for Pedraza than I did. And what everybody was saying though was that yeah that that commentary was basically sucking Lomachenko and making it seem like he's the best thing since like Fred and not acknowledging the fact that he was having problems. I mean that's what I heard. Yeah, it was. That actually watched the fight. It, but yeah, that was, it, was, it, was, it gets bad. Thing. That's all. That's all, Bob. Aaron. That's all, Bob. Aaron just throwing that out there for everybody. You know what I'm saying. I mean, he said, "But he's the best talent in the history of boxing." I'm like, "Come on, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man." But I mean, that's just them promoting their brand. He's just promoting the guys if he's the best thing he's ever. Old man, be nice. You know, he's a, I mean, I, 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 I don't think and it was a really good talent. But, the last, and it was birthday on was it Friday or Saturday? Shout out to the Bob Father, eighty year old man. Don't 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 worry about Janelle talking. The Rob Falk. <laughs> I got your back, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's true about how they keep sucking them off. I mean, 
every goddamn fight, you know what I'm saying, and they should be sucking the man hard, something, something serious. But I'm actually, I'm actually them promoting that guy, man. It's like honestly, man, if Bob Aaron, for instance, if he had Broner when Broner's at one thirty thirty five, I'm quite sure he'd be saying the same thing about Broner back then. You know what I mean, I mean, he'd be saying the same thing about any fighter. Broner sleeps Lomachenko at one thirty five in his prime. I believe that too. You know, it's strange. I had the same argument the other day with someone, and I really, and I really believe that if they would have fought at one thirty or one thirty five. I think that you know what I'm saying, uh, Broner would catch him. I guess Lomachenko is more skilled and all, but I think Broner probably would have caught him. As long as yeah, not at one thirty five. Broner had skills at yeah. one thirty five. That's the thing. He I just sort he moved, of. I think he moved. He I just got Broner too moved, small. He moved up too fast. Yeah. He moved up too fast. Yeah, if you ask me. He moved up too fast. But yeah, I think well, Broner yeah, would have called Lomachenko. We saw Lomachenko go twelve rounds with a guy that uh, Tank Davis knocked out. Um. How I mean, serious is this me, guy? I mean, I mean, if it's a Styles make fights, fight. you know I mean, if a Styles make fights, you can't really go off of that, man. Styles make fights. You know what I mean? You can't when, when, when he didn't do it because he was too small. You know what I'm saying? Styles do make fights, but when a guy, you can't get a guy out of there because you're too small, and the other guy can get him out of there because he's strong. Not necessarily. The guy was touching you uh, up. Hagler couldn't knock out uh, Duran, and Thomas Hearns laid him out in the second round. And then he laid out Hearns. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? So it goes, you know what I'm saying? It goes, but, I mean, you can't always, you can't always look at that. You know what I mean? You, can't, you just can't. Yeah. I mean, the whole no. Ali, Frazier, and Former thing. I mean, you can't always look at that. But, I mean, I, I think we agree. I think Broner would have slept him at 130 or 135. I think Broner really would have caught him. And Broner had some serious power at that weight. He had some serious power at that weight. Every well, time that, he threw power that's, shots. That's, that's, uh, it's super hypothetically speaking, for sure. But what about actual possibility? Um, actuality of it, of it all. Hey, is, but, well, how do you if, how do you feel? Right you talk about Broner. How does he feel about you know? How does he feel about Tank Davis? You know, uh, the, you think that you know Tank is looking at him a whole different way now than than uh, you know public perception would uh, lead to believe as far as him being worried about you know little Lomachenko. I don't see. You're my, right. I think Lomachenko right about one on Tank Davis. Honestly, I think he makes Tank Davis look a fool. I truly believe that. I mean, I mean. I mean, this, he, he probably got a puncher's chance. Only guy I see beat Lomachenko up from 135 on down is Mikey Garcia. I think Mikey Garcia sleeps him. I think he, I mean, with his time, his impeccable time and his power and his accuracy, I think he sleeps Lomachenko. That's the only guy I really see beating him up from 135 down. But, yeah, I mean, um, uh, Mikey Garcia, uh, uh, two things. Uh, Bob Aram hasn't wanted that fight. Mike Garcia wants that fight for the longest, but Bob Aram doesn't want that fight for Lomachenko. But I think he can suffer that Kell Brook face because um, if or when I should say uh, Spence actually uh, damages uh, damages his career the way uh, uh, Kell Brook was damaged by Triple G, then I can see Lomachenko taking that fight and Bob Aram seeing that he damaged goods and take that fight and then he might beat Mike Garcia. I, I can see that happening if that fight gets made. That's the only way I see that fight getting made. Because I think Spence is going to really, really seriously hurt Garcia. I think Garcia is going to show his skill set, but after a while, that size and strength is going to be too much. And then, and then Mikey is going to know how to lose. Man. He's going to know how to just basically just call it a quiz and just wrap it up like a Kell Brook did. You know what I mean? I could really see that. And then Lomachenko will make a name or, or have Mikey Garcia's name under his belt because I'm he's damn good. 
I'm glad you brought up Mikey Garcia because Willa, what was that clout chase in 101, man? Mikey, I mean, Lomachenko, bring it up. Mikey Garcia calling him out. Like, get out of here, bro. Calling out Mikey Garcia. Knowing Mikey Garcia is busy in a fight with Earl Spence. That's like if you're going to go fight somebody who's out of town uh, for the holidays. And I'm going to go fight that dude. I'm sure up to his house right now. Knowing damn well that he ain't home. Knocking on the door talking about, I know you in there. (laughs) Like, get out of here with that, man. That was some sucker shit by Lomachenko last night. I can't let that one get past because that could fool the public and give oh, a well, perspective. Oh, he called out Mikey all of a sudden? Yeah, he called out Mikey yeah. all of a sudden. That's, that's oh, cloud wow. chasing, bro. Like, and on, Mikey man. wanted that's that sweet, fight for bro. the longest. That's crazy because Mikey yeah. Garcia wanted that fight for the longest, and they just kept avoiding Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia yeah, was yeah. willing to drop he back said, down man. to 135 and fight him. He also said he well, said he wanted shit. some other fights though. He said he wanted some belts first, then he was gonna get Garcia. Like maybe at the end of uh, nineteen, is what he said. So he didn't just say I want yeah. him next. He didn't just call after him out like that. After he's damn as good, he yeah. put it. After he's damn as yeah, good, he put it. Yeah, he put a little something after, on there. He ain't gonna be damn as good, Garcia. They ain't gonna go out like that. I I truly believe it. I think Spence is gonna really hurt this boy. I think he's. I think Mikey's gonna be winning a lot of rounds, but after a while, you know, since Spence. It's just gonna really do some damage. So he might break his ribs with some body shots. I see him really damage. Throw the towel in. Though. I see when your brother and your yeah, dad are yeah, the yeah, corner, they'll throw the and they don't even want him to fight. They'll throw the towel in before it gets too bad. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think Spence is gonna punish him to where he's not gonna pull a trigger that much anymore after this fight. He's not gonna pull a trigger as good as he once did. And then I see Loma Chico taking that fight. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, but you know he's the Mexican, well, right? Well, you know exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's like Vargas was never the same a, as Tito. He was never the same as Tito. No, well, you know that's a that's a story for another yeah. day. Fellas. We we got the well, you know we 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 keeping it at an hour here today, so we're gonna move on to the next because hey, we could go on all day about this one right here when it comes to Mikey Spence and Lomachenko and the little triangle that's going on there. Um, but the undercard wasn't. But bad. that's some sucker shit. Undercard was good. Um, you know, um, shout out to Mexico City and uh, Emmanuel Navarrete for pulling off the big upset yesterday on Isaac Dogbay, uh, really lumping up that little guy yesterday. And uh, getting the, and shout out to Boxing at the same time for giving the decision to the deserved op- uh, opposition, even though he was the B-side. Now, you can't whoop somebody's ass as bad as Navarrete beat uh, Dogbay last night without picking up the W because it, uh, it was that bad. Uh, really one-sided type of a fight. Uh, really good performance by the B side and um, coming from Mexico City, and he really put it on him. Man, I was uh, I was surprised to see that one yesterday because uh, you know uh, after Dog Bay's last out and he had a uh, he had a really good uh, push behind him, and uh, people were really looking forward to see what he could do. But yesterday he held that L. Well, did you uh, did you see the undercard and uh, what was your thoughts on that fight, man? Because uh, I mean. To me, it seemed completely one-sided, but I could only imagine the views from family and friends of one Isaac Dogbay. Man, yeah, Dogbay got in there. Hey, he got his ass whooped. He was in there, small guy. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't get in there. And that guy was just whooping his ass. Guy we never really heard of um, came in there and got that belt. Uh, I was looking at my screen, and you know, I was looking on on a VIP into my into my uh, iPad into the TV. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't really the clearest view 
Um, but, you know, the guy did look a little pimply. And when a guy comes out there out of nowhere and puts a beating on the champion, I don't know. Something's up because he gave Dog Boy a beating. And, and, it's, and you know, Dog Boy is like a – he sort of – he. He doesn't really he, – he does it more of, like, athleticism and, like, you know, and he was just out there. He couldn't really do nothing. And when he did get the guy, he didn't he, he didn't put him out – he couldn't put him out of there. And, you know, he just took an ass whooping. But he took it like a G. Said hey, he might have underestimated, underestimated the dude a little bit. But, he ain't, you know, he got his ass whooped. He wants the rematch. Um, I don't know. Something – to me, something might have been a little fishy when you just sit back and think about it. Because this guy, the way he was fighting, he's, you know, we should have heard about him. I guess these are the smallest of the small dudes. But this guy's out here. He's dominating 100% pressure for 12 rounds. You know, that might be a little uh, tainted meat syndrome. Whoa, 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 whoa. No accusations going on without any evidence or proof. I said it might be. I don't know. Yeah, I have no evidence, except we've never heard of Mexicans this guy. He's is a my pure homie. beast. We all know I like Mexican boxers. Mexican boxers is Oh, I do, cool. too. Yeah. I love Mexican boxers, dog, but uh, I don't know about this guy, dog. And, you know, I was a fan of dog, boy. I thought he had a good story. Get off the fence. <laughs> no, no, it's just, you know, I can't, hey, there's always exceptions to the rules, dog. If you come in out of nowhere beating my guy up, you know, and you're just eating shots. Yeah, you're. You're probably right, yeah. man. A lot of those fucking Mexican boxers are cheaters over there, especially with that tainted meat yeah, they got. So it wouldn't be surprised me one bit. You know, you're he right. Might have you not have known. Had, a, had him a Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. He might have not have known. Had a Big Mac or something, and you know, came out with extra extra pizzazz last night. But he whooped <laughs> out boy ass, dog. He looked. He had. He fucked up his face. Had him looking crazy in there. But you know, they both showed hard. Yeah. Uh, that boy showed hard. I'm sure he'll be back. Oh, you know. Hopefully no, true that. Get no, I, know, I know Janelle's. I know Janelle's still with us. I'll, I'll ask him when we cover this last one, since we'll, we'll move along from uh, here because of the young guy Tiafimo Lopez that we're going to move forward to because he's been uh, really making his mark right now. But I just want to uh, uh, give a, a shout out to the judges in that score. Um, I believe one judge had it one fifteen, one thirteen, even though for. Uh, Nevarate, and that was, you know, so ridiculous for a judge to have that that close um, in in favor for the obvious winner. Uh, but the other ones were weren't so on that whatever juice he was drinking. But I do want to get the name of the other two judges uh, for future scoring references and, and fights with any kind of implications because we need more officiating like that in the sport and uh, less of the black eyes because of other, when you see um, a B fighter come in and hear those words at the end of the fight that they've been waiting to hear all camp. And the new, you know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely going to look into that and give them uh, uh, their recognition, give them their due when it's time for that. But um, moving along to the uh, the undercard, man, Tiofimo Lopez, bro. That kid, you know, he's uh his dad talks a lot of shit and you know, he's a very charismatic young guy, twenty one years old, says that nobody in boxing impresses him, 
and um, you know he's a he's an outlandish character. He does backflips. He does the little Fortnite stupid fucking dance when he wins a fight, and that alone, you know, I I, I say I keep my posts on social media in all forms, uh, and and that little dance alone has a big following from a, a video game that has a huge following. I never played that because when I found out you're shooting at somebody and they can all of a sudden build a a, a fucking wall or a, a house or a, a fence or a bridge, that's stupid as fuck. I'll never, I'll never play a game like that. When that shit's whack as fuck. If I'm playing any kind of game like that, we doing the real. So you see me on, on Black Ops 4 at Blaze1T altogether if you want to get that work. But I'm just saying, that little following from the Fortnite that has, Fortnite posts that shit on Twitter. They post it on Instagram when Theofimo Lopez gets a blasting knockout and does his little dance, giving the shout-out and reference. So he has that following from a, a, a really a following from the video game standpoint that really um, is a hit or miss, not really there, or not really here, but there in boxing. And uh, he's got a good following from that alone. But what he did yesterday, man, I was jealous of the fact that I couldn't get no sleep like that yesterday. Because my man took that right hand and was out like a light, like a light. You know, Jesus Christ, checks over stripes. Man, that was bad, bro. And when I seen that yesterday, I was like, did he did he get him uh, around the ear or something like that? But I retweeted a, a ringside view of that knockout uh, with complete sound of the ring. And uh, vicious, 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 vicious. The TV didn't do it no justice. Even the replays that they had, uh, you couldn't hear the sound of it. And uh, the ringside video that I retweeted in, on my social media on Twitter, at Showtime RC, all in together with the Y instead of an I, that knockout my friend Willa was a devastating knockout um out before he even touched the canvas that was the hell of a knockout I mean it it, it won't be the the razzle dazzle of knockout of the year compared to a lot of the other ones that we've had but it's definitely uh going to be worthy of uh, uh notable recognition because that was a vicious knockout bro even though it, you know you had to see it in a different type of a light to really get the full effect Compared to what was shown on on the on the big screen, what is your oh no definitely? Hey, Tiafimo is one of these young guys that are coming that's coming out, man. Um, that they're trying to showcase. Uh, they're they're doing all the boxing now is doing a great job showcasing uh, these young fighters and uh, and the lady boxers also, the women boxers also, um, and this guy. You know what do you say? He's twenty-one, American cat. He's knocking boys out, and, and he has the power. He's already, he, he's got the skills, and as we see, he's got the power. When you hit somebody, and they just free, they just go to sleep instantly. So they're standing up in sleep, then they fall down. Oh. Then they try to fight a little bit, but they just got their arms straight and they're shaking. And uh, you know, hey, that's a hard ass punch. This guy's pretty good. Uh he hasn't fought anybody yet, but he's knocking everybody out. Well, let's see what this guy can do, you know. Another young American coming up in the game, man. Can't hate that. So hey, way to come. Hey, you say it's not good for a knockout of the year, but I mean it might not be, but you know, it's coming over at the end of the year. 
that was a pretty good knockout. So he might have put his name on there. It was on a ESPN. So hey, that's the way to do it. A plus for the young man. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I don't want to seem like I was snubbing him by saying it's not going to be knockout or, you know, not might not be top three, top five knockout of the year, but, you know, because um, I think there was a guy named Deontay Wilder who knocked Luis Ortiz out with a huge uppercut. But that, I'm not saying that's my vote. We'll figure it out. But I'm just saying there's other knockouts that were at a devastating fashion. Remember Danny Garcia knocking the fuck out Brandon Rios? That was pretty vicious, too. But I, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll round that was this year? Yeah, that was this year, man. Beginning of the year. That one where you hit him, and then it's like three seconds got over, and then he fell down. Nah, nah this, is the, this is the better one. Uh, Lopez hit him, pow. No. He went to sleep for three seconds, then went down. Nope. Not look, nope. not, they didn't look each other in the eye, and then uh, oh, you what's his name? Take him, take him, take him. Get out of here! Hey, he can't get out of there after that. Stop that! Oh man, <laughs> that's funny. I remember here, Brandon Rios. Hey, look, anybody out there who knows Brandon Rios or is close to Brandon Rios, you know, ask him what the ceiling looks like in that venue and how his description of it was because. Danny Garcia punched him so fucking hard, his nap snapped back, his neck snapped back, looking up at the ceiling, looking around the ring and going down. That was a vicious knockout by Danny Garcia, but um, hell of a knockout by Tiafimo Lopez yesterday. I don't know if it's better than DSG's knockout, but it's all right. It's pretty good. Um, let's see if Janelle's got anything to say about this young Tiafimo Lopez because he's been making some waves in the boxing game. Um, and for the hardcore boxing fans, they already know what's up. But like I said about the Fortnite uh, dances and shit that he's got. He's been going on um, casual mainstreams uh, when it comes to the trendiness of uh, something as silly as the little dance that he does. But Janelle, if you're still with us, yeah. any thoughts that you got to say about Tiafimo Lopez? Because this guy, 21 years old, um, might be another guy coming up on Lomachenko's radar in the future. I mean, I mean, you think he's really ready for him? That's the question. I mean, you don't want to rush him in there too soon with a high-level guy. I mean, I look what David Reed with David Reed and Trinidad. So he was he was fed to the wolves too soon, and and after that fight, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I mean, he just went off the radar. So it's like, I mean, you don't want to rush him too fast. I mean, uh, you know, you know I mean, you gotta uh, mold the guy properly. You gotta mold the guy properly. You, know? you gotta mold him right. I mean, it's what it is. Because if any form of combat sports, you put him in there with the wrong guy too soon, I'm the confidence gets shot quick. So you got to mold the guy properly. Yes, he's looking sharp right now, but his level of comp, you can't say it's anything elite that he's been knocking out. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a hell of a talent. Don't get me wrong. But his comp is not elite. You know what I mean? I mean, and Lomachenko is, in my my opinion, he's pound, pound, uh, uh, three. But, again, a lot of experts have him number one. And and you don't want to rush him in there with Lomachenko right now. That's just not a smart move. Curious, just curious, who do you got at two and one? That's just between me and you. Nobody's listening. Huh? Pound for pound. <laughs> you got, you got Fury oh, and Kovalev, number one. Fury and Kovalev. No, no. I got Crawford and Garcia number two, as number two. But again, anybody that puts Lomachenko number two, I won't argue with that. But if you say that he's, he's pound pound number one over Crawford, then I would argue. Because Crawford is the most dominant guy in boxing, if you ask me. 
But you know, so Mike Garcia has a hell of a resume right yep. now. You know I mean, uh, oh, how many division champions? So it's like MZ. I got number two. I mean, but again, anybody who argues to put Lomachenko above Garcia, I won't really argue with. I won't really argue with him. I won't give you rebuttals or anything. But nobody can have him above Crawford in my eyes. And Crawford is definitely the other best pound pound fighter in the world. Yeah, yeah I agree down. with. Uh, I agree with Janelle. He ain't ready. He ain't ready for that. You know what I'm saying? He's not coming off a crazy amateur background to be out here just with what he exactly, let him fight. Exactly. You know. Oh no, no, no! This is not so. your twisted fellas. I'm not saying he's ready. Yeah, for no, him. yeah. I am saying that. Yeah, I, I am didn't saying say he that. did. If, if Lomachenko is, uh, if he wants to avoid, you know, Mikey, and he wants to avoid maybe Tank. Not saying he does, but I'm just saying hypothetically, maybe. And if you want to, hey, maybe you want to get Theofima Lopez in there early and uh, give him a lesson and pick up a W where you can because he's, he's definitely too green right now for Lomachenko, but he will be on his radar pretty soon. I mean, I mean, I don't think anytime soon. I don't think, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think anytime soon. I think, Lomachenko, I think Lopez at 21. He's the next generation after Lomachenko. I'm facing Lomachenko is not going to fight like 30 times. I doubt. I doubt he's going to be fighting that much times because, again, his his pro career was started late because of his long amateur career. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I, it, I think by the time he gets to him, I think by the time uh, Lopez gets to him, it might be, you know, to finish him off. You know, to take exactly, that next step. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's like that Lomo's you know, last exactly. little run. He got finished yeah, off. Exactly. When he's like 26. He might be on the. Uh, he might be on the Pacquiao tour, fighting Adrian Broner exactly. and probably Bud Crawford sometime yeah. down the future. <laughs> so yeah, you're right yeah. about that, bro. But um, you know, moving along because that's that's another hypothetical we could go back and forth about. But um, moving along, we have early indications of what the pay-per-view sales were. Uh, remember pay-per-view, guys? Pay-per-view was a uh, uh, was a thing that a lot of people used to get. And now you got the zone commercials saying, "Wow, pay per view is really toast." See, it's gratis, it's free. Pay per view is toast. Well, uh, got a, a monkey wrench thrown in the into the engine with this one because Fury and Deontay Wilder pay per view buys came out. Early indications. Now we won't get the final estimations until about another two three months from now, and this is not including. Um, this is U.S. only. This is not including U.K. buys or, or international buys of the fight um, because I believe in the U.K. I think it was like 20 bucks, so a little bit different over there from here. But it's not – we're not counting everything global. This is U.S. buys only, and I know um, in the U.S., PlayStation had a streaming device from their setup to get the fight, and that also was an entire – separate of its own that's not counted on this as well and we're not even talking about gate because uh you know there was uh stories about Macaulay Culkin showing up trying to get some uh tickets for the fight and had to end up paying two thousand dollars on the spot so um they had the stars out they had the red carpet uh display which I thought was awesome man I love that shit um Seeing fighters come in with his suits on and, and at the red carpet taking some pictures, L.A. style, and then going in and getting ready for getting their hands wrapped and getting ready for war. But, yo, Eddie Hearn said this fight was shit. It wasn't going to be nothing. Fury is going to get knocked out. He's garbage. Well, he didn't say that. I'm just throwing that in there. But 
230,000 pay-per-view buys already um, early indications for Wilder and Fury in the pay-per-view. That's really good, man. I've seen um, the fight really hit mainstream as well. When you talk about how it's on ESPN, how you had Joe Rogan talking about it and his huge following, how you got people who don't know shit about boxing, not just people who know about boxing but don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but the casual outside views of people saying, did you see that Deontay Wilder fight? Have you heard of Deontay Wilder? That guy's bad, but that Fury guy, he's bad too. He's like a big Floyd Mayweather, hard to hit. He's got a, he's, I mean, this fight had all levels of success. Um, as I mentioned, an entertaining fight, speaking for myself, and, and then everything like this. I love it because Joshua and Eddie Hearn will no longer be low-balling Deontay Wilder and or Tyson Fury, depending on how the rematch goes. But great success in the pay-per-view for Deontay Wilder's first pay-per-view. And, I mean, this is, only, this is great for boxing fans, man, because now Wilder doesn't have to get low-balled no more. He's proven that he's got his name out there. And all around, we could be probably looking up um, upwards, you know, maybe another 10,000, uh, 20,000 pay-per-view buys when it's all said and done. But nonetheless, pretty impressive numbers, Will. I was excited when I seen this. Uh, not from – I never check anybody's pockets or nothing like that, but for the sport of boxing in itself with the pay-per-view involvement for a black American champion from – Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and a loudmouth British man, uh, uh, a gypsy at that. This was really good for the sport, man. And uh, I was I was uh, a little surprised, to be honest with you. Um, what did you think about how much recognition and success this one's had? Because right now, Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn are looking like Squidward, looking out the window at SpongeBob and Patrick having success in Bikini Bottom. Man, yeah, uh, those are great numbers. Um, you know, I, I couldn't – I had no idea what they were going to do. Like I said, you know, going – guys, I think Canelo might have did 90-something, his first paper – well, no, no, he didn't. He did that with, he did it with Floyd, but his first one by himself. Um, we, we all know Triple G did like uh, 13,000 his first um, – his first perfect pay-per-view. So – and they tried tag team in the chat with uh, the number one pound for pound. Uh, yeah, with Chocolatito. And they did, yeah, yeah they did like 5,000 pay-per-view buys. So, you know, <laughs> I think that these are excellent, excellent, excellent numbers for um, for Wilder, man. First pay-per-view. And I think they, uh, you know, it gives them a little bit of, a little bit of more, uh, you know, a little bit of more something in the bag. Yeah, but but not much, but not much more. You know, that's not. You know, I I still think Joshua has like a million pay per view buys, right? But even though it's a little less, it might you know it, it it's probably still a little, even goes out a little more than three hundred thousand. So, but that being his first one, um, I heard some uh, Bob Arum explaining or somebody explaining, you know. It's about the it's about the amount of money they're charging. So you know if they're doing twenty twenty million, uh, twenty dollars at one million, 
you know, that's twenty million. But if you do it, if you can get up to seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand at eighty dollars, you know, you're looking way, way better. So great numbers. He gets a little bit of leverage, but we'll see. We'll see. And I think they say the WBC did did not make it mandatory for him to fight um, Fury, I believe. I believe that's what I read it, a little earlier today. Was it not? Yeah, I seen that. I seen that earlier. I didn't get a chance to look into it. Um, I had some shit going on, but I didn't know if if what Hearn was saying was true because you know he's a greasy car salesman. He's known to lie every so often, but I didn't know if that was the case because um, not. I mean, I'm sure you also heard that you know Fury donated all his earnings of eight million uh, to the causes of mental health issues and you know being a stand up guy for doing so. But when you look at the the fact of uh, how much pay-per-view sell for over there being 20 bucks and all of them get that. I'm not sure what the math behind it is, but if you do the math behind $70, no one's paying 65 for standard definition. It's, that's never been done. It, you know, but $70. What's that? $13. It was like $13 oh, compared to, uh, to like 35 or something like that. That's what it was. I'm as far sure. as how I'm much they sure get much. in the UK. Per like per buy, how much the guy actually gets is like thirteen dollars oh. compared to thirty five. So I think it's what he said. I think that might have been Bob oh, Arum. Yeah, I don't know the, who the hell the, I was the listening difference to. Difference of euros that. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, the, like the money how much? You know, out the twenty dollars, they're getting thirteen dollars, and out the oh, I got you. Oh, and okay, out okay. the eighty five dollars, you know, yeah, there are the seventy dollars. He was saying they're getting thirty five dollars or something like that. Okay, I got you. I got you. Because I mean. Um, with the numbers we're talking about being 320,000 uh, 320, pay-per-view buys, if you do the math with that 70 bucks uh, uh, multiplied by that, you got 22, 22 in the range of $22 million and $400,000 put in together with this pot that was collected, not from Adam the Gate or anything else. That's just pay-per-view buys. So that's a lot of fucking money that was made. Uh, Fury got eight. Curious to know how much Wilder got, but the rest of that money's you know, on the house for a fight that people thought they would be losing money for. So, all in all, man, great success. I don't think it's going to do too much more for Wilder because Joshua is the big, big, he's the A-side. Obviously, he's getting all that big money. But, um, you know, Eddie Hearn saying, Wilder's got to fight Joshua, otherwise he's going to miss the boat. Well, he's been, dug, he's been ducking and dodging. No more ducking. No more dodging, like Wilder says, for about three years now. But all of a sudden, he's, got a, he's in a rush to see Wilder. Fuck out of here with that. I'm down for Fury Wilder 2. Wilder Fury 2, or however you want to put it. Joshua could wait. He froze everybody else out, and now he's getting left out, and he's feeling a little lonely. Well, I don't care about that UK English muffin eating sucker, man. He could keep rocking the little GQ poses and doing shit that he's got with his pants that probably don't have a back pocket for some weird reason, and just keep doing his thing. I'm down for Wilder Fury 2. I don't care about Joshua and, and Wilder at this point in time, Willa. I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking in the, by myself right now, but, I mean, would you rather see Wilder make something happen with Joshua next or let's keep this train on with Fury? It does not matter. It does not matter to me. I think I would rather see the Fury, but if they go Joshua Wilder right now, it doesn't matter to me. I think they're all great fights. Even if they go uh, Joshua Fury, I think that's a good fight. Where, as long as they're fighting each other, I'm I, I'm 100% with whatever goes down. But I would prefer 
the rematch. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, so, so like, uh, I want to see Wilder knock Joshua the fuck out because I think he will. <laughs> you know, Joshua acts like he's seen something, but you're not. You're not on the same level of Tyson Fury, so he's not going to be able to have success like Fury did against Wilder because he's just a big stiff dummy. So. He, he might get a little bit of confidence from that last fight, but when it comes down to it, if it happens, um, he's just going to figure out how he wants to lose the fight on his face, his back, or you could wave the white flag, <laughs> like Floyd Mayweather said famously on the 24-7 episode. Um, but that's another topic for another day. Um, well, I know you said you wanted to keep it an hour here because we are starting a little later and all that good stuff, but um, before we say our goodbyes, HBO had its last card. The years of history. I remember being a little guy, little mustache, about two feet tall, and seeing boxing with the HBO famous boxes on the small on the small corner, bottom right hand of the screen. And then, you know. The famously in between rounds spoken. Okay, Tim, I got it. Twenty-five, twenty-two. Guy that sounds like he's talking from under the ring, watching on a little small ass television set. That's HBO, man. Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to rumble. Famous times from HBO boxing coming to an end. Had its last card. Sit up. If they do come back in boxing, we're talking about if they do, it'll be twenty years. 30 years from now, I'll be an old-ass man talking to you, Willow. Like, ah, remember when back in the days HBO had 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 Jim Lampley famously quoting, no matter what the fuck happened, Pacquiao could throw a punch and miss completely. Big right hand by Pacquiao. I'll remember all those moments from HBO. But, Willow, we got to say our goodbyes. The HBO because it's done data. Last card wrapped up. Now we're moving to the ESPN Showtime zone. I mean, I guess Golden Boy if you want to count De La Hoya, that fucking cokehead freak. <laughs> um, but it's not about them. This is all about HBO. Um, I can't think of one famous moment in HBO that uh, I I would have to put as far as one of my favorites because there's been so many. But I feel like the sport of boxing is missing a little something now that HBO is gone. Anything you want to say about the HBO entirety of getting out of the business of boxing as it is because times are changing, man. And uh, we might not ever see boxing on the HBO platform ever again. Yeah, man. Um, it's it's really a shame that they had to go out the way they did. Um, seeing uh, unknown women boxing as, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's their last one. Uh, I think they... 
you know, I don't know. It was they went out like they didn't go out as dignified as they should have, um, but they put a lot of fights. So um, you know, had a lot of fights. Roy Jones Jr., uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, you know, a lot of big fights. A lot of Canelo Alvarez. I mean, how can we forget Canelo Alvarez? So, I mean, the over the years, <laughs> yeah. I mean. So over the years, we've got a lot from from these guys, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a shame that they got to go. But I, I don't think we're gonna be any less of any good boxing. These fighters are gonna go somewhere. Like I said, the zone is putting on nine fights a week. Uh, we had a lot of fights this weekend. Um, even you know, we didn't even talk about Kell Brook barely beating some bum. Um, so, you know, HBO is gone. It's uh, the end of an era. Uh, a lot of great boxing. At one point, it was the best in boxing. Um, but, you know, they're gone. We're about to see what everybody else got. Uh, it's Al's, uh, it's, it's Big Daddy Al's time. We're about to see what he's got for us these next couple of couple of years in boxing. So, you know, salute to HBO. They're out of there. Yep. It's uh, it's a shame. Um, I mean, you know, even uh, even in um, uh, like the movie Creed, or um, they had such the real feeling of a fight in, in a movie with uh, you know, um, or no, that was actually Southpaw. I'm sorry, because Southpaw that movie fucking sucked. To be real with you. The fucking love movie, and these guys just can't control themselves, dry, crashing into vehicles, going bankrupt, losing everything, and not, you know, that's just whack. But during the parts where they had a fight, they had the real feeling with the HBO guys in the background, the Jim Lampley, the David Letterman, the Max Kellerman, uh, Roy Jones at that, too. Um, so it, it, it's a it's a, a loss for boxing, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will feel a certain way about how boxing is viewed to, you know, sometimes there might be guys who are boxing fans, just not, you know, balls deep like us. And they will probably don't even know what's going on with the HBO situation. As far as them getting out of the business, say, hey, what the fuck? I'm, I'm subscribed to HBO paying $9 a month and I haven't seen any boxing. What's going on? So lucky for those people might be informed late, the sooner, you know, late's better than never. So, um, Big shout out to HBO and all the good stuff they've done. But as you mentioned, they they dropped the ball. If they had big time success, they wouldn't be going anywhere. You know, at a certain point in time, when you you, you think about business, you got to have dollars coming in, and you're putting so much into a product. And when you're not putting something that's going to bring back high value as much as you're risking putting out there, well, what do you expect? Business, you know. <laughs> You know, if, if everybody was winning in Vegas, they wouldn't be gambling. So, um, big shout-out to HBO and, and all the good times they had. Um, but for those other times, you know, where things ain't worked, you reap what you sell, man. So, um, it is what it is. I'm, uh, we're not going to miss it as far as, oh, no, we don't have certain boxing anymore. We're still going to have platforms. We're moving into the... Uh, streaming era, and there will always be something. And uh, you know, fortunate enough for uh, Al Heyman, uh, he's gonna, you know, come up on certain fighters just like he came up with Manny Pacquiao and and things like that. Uh, DAZN's gonna pick people up, 
and it's just the way the, the, the train's going to continue rolling. But I just wanted to give that shout-out and the goodbyes to HBO before we wrap it up over here because, um, you know, it, 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 sometimes it bees that way. So, uh, Willa, if there's anything I'm missing or something like that that you want to remind me about before we wrap up and, you know, get the Sunday over with, what what uh, what, what do you got to say before we uh, close up out of here, man? Oh, no, nothing, man. That's it. Uh, great weekend of boxing. Um, everybody that won. We're going to we gonna be back here on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, we should be back on Wednesday. I think we got some fights coming up. I don't know what fights, but I think there are fights on the 8th. So, Michaela we'll... Mayer, she's going to be fighting next week, bro. I can't wait for the Wednesday show. That's my that's, that's my. No, I thought she fights on the 14th. No, this was the 8th. Yeah. Yeah, today's the ninth. So yeah, she's fighting on the fourteenth. Yeah, so I think those yep. few fights. I think our guy Ryan Garcia might be fighting too. So uh, we'll see what's up. Uh, no, no, guy uh, outside his podcast, uh, you know, champ boxer of the year. But um, yeah, that's about oh. it. That's about it, man. The real Garcia. All right, man. Well, I hate when you do that. The real Ryan Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever, uh, we'll let it we'll, we'll let it slide. But I can't wait for Wednesday, man. I'll be excited. I'll be ready to go when I when you bring out one, and, and and we'll see how this whole thing goes for the weekend. Hopefully, we don't have no crazy news coming out. So I want to give uh, wishes and prayers out to Adonis Stevenson, uh, still fighting, even though his his fight was uh, ended last week uh, or the other weekend. I'm sorry, uh, on the first. Uh, shout out to him and his family. Much prayers. And uh, support and love coming from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. This is uh, uh, the Hurt Business. And this is a, a sport in the Hurt Business in which you don't play. So hopefully you'll be uh, getting better and uh, have a, a great recovery. So um, just wanted to put that out there. But uh, we will be back Wednesday. Can't wait to talk about it, uh, uh, the fights that are coming up. I know that there's a uh, significance coming this weekend, but the only significance worried about uh, myself is one Michaela Mayer. I know. I see it. But speaking for the San Joaquin Valley, uh, Houston, Texas, Dublin Island for Janelle. Get some sleep, Janelle. It's late as hell over there, man. Um, get ready for the Monday. Hope you guys have an a excellent week. Um, and we'll be back sooner than later on Wednesday. This is the Outside of Boxing Podcast, folks. And we out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.